Welcome to the Acoustic You Podcast, guys. I am your host, Cheyenne Williams, and if you are here to find the real, raw, unapologetic version of ourselves, you have came to the right place. So if you're ready, I'm ready, let's lock arms, and let's go out and change the world. Yo. October has been a rough month, y'all. And reflecting back, October has always been a rough month for me for the last six years. I don't know about you, but I am a Taurus. And as I learned more about astrology and energy, I've learned that October for Taurus is typically their most transformational month. And I've seen that over the years. Yet, it's also our most emotional. Some days I'll be at peace and grounded. And then there's other days, mostly towards the end of the month, where I have intense shifts and vibes towards those I love. I feel so bad for my family sometimes. As a mom, I'll have days where I am absolutely obsessed with my kids and other days I want to get rid of them. Are you catching what I'm dropping? As a partner, there's days where I only think about sex and that's all I want to do. And then there's other days where I literally want to rip my hair out. It's crazy, right? But then as a business owner, there are moments where I am on a high and my body is fired up. And then there's moments where I question if I'm even doing the right thing as a trauma clinician. This is why understanding your triggers and yourself is so important. You have to become a student of yourself. And this is exactly what I teach in my trauma containers. I provide you the tools you need to tap into your inner knowing so that when your rough days come, you know exactly how to properly handle them with grace. You will learn how to become so madly in love with yourself that you will desire to know everything about you. What makes you tick? What brings you pleasure? What do you desire more of? Followed by the whys, of course. Why do you desire these things? Why do you need this in your life to provide you pleasure? Why did I have to go through this experience to learn this lesson? And that is why I am inviting you to my one-on-one trauma intensive. In this program, you are going to be guided to your best self while fully embracing the intense moments and learning why they serve a purpose in your life. And if you're not ready to fully commit to the one-on-one intensive, that's okay. Because I have other offers for you. Right now, until October 29th, the Trauma Shift Mastermind is open. But again, doors close October 29th. And the Mastermind begins November 1st. In this mastermind, it is a nine-week commitment. You get group accountability, group coaching, and one-on-one calls. This will ultimately help you shift from resentment to shame and start to build gratitude and abundance in your life. I also have my evergreen workshop that I just finished where you are going to get three hours of juicy content to help you map out where your traumas began how they have in fact impacted your life and how you can reconstruct them to start affirming belief, love, and undeniable intimacy within yourself. And lastly, 
you need to join the Voxer Vortex. This is a 14-day one-on-one coaching experience all through Voxer. This is for the person that is not really sure how to start their trauma journey and want to get their toes wet, but don't really want to commit to a mastermind or one-on-one intensives. This is literally going to have you in my back pocket and I will give you all of the juicy secrets I have learned to help you start to create more consistency and sustainability in your life while on your trauma journey. So if any of these resonate with you, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Go follow me on Instagram at underscore Cheyenne Williams and send me a message because it is time for us to walk into 2023 kicking ass. And if you are ready to learn the tools to find gratitude for your trauma and understand that your worst days are actually your biggest blessings, then this is for you. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Acoustic You podcast, guys. I am your host, Cheyenne Williams, and we're about to get real, raw, authentic, acoustic up in here today. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about why mental health is so important and why you need to believe in mental health just as much as I do. So if you're ready, I hope you have a pen and paper because you're going to be needing to take notes today. Like that is how hot I'm coming in and I am bringing it to you real and raw. So if you're ready, let's dive into it. The first thing I want to share with you guys is the fact that there are three knowledges, right? So the thing about mental health that I hear a lot from clients or people just playing devil's advocate is that mental health can't necessarily be proven, right? People think people wake up one day feeling depressed, having bad anxiety, being stressed, having hallucinations and all these things, and they ultimately think it's made up, right? They think they can snap out of it just as fast as they snap into it, and that is not the case. Trauma is real. It's just as real as one plus one equals two. Okay, so the three types of knowledge in this world is number one is mathematical, right? It's logical. Two plus two equals four, right? It's concrete evidence. You take two, you add two, it's four, okay? The second form of knowledge is science, right? You do that through research. You have this hypothesis and you're going to do all of the clinical studies to prove that hypothesis. And then if it's repeatable, you know it's true and you know it's valid, right? Then the last one is personal knowledge. These are the experiences, right? This is love, kissing, all the things that we aren't necessarily able to explain because it's personal experience and everybody interprets it different. You can't turn a personal experience into a mathematical equation. It's true, but you can't prove that it's true because if you started to prove that it was true, it wouldn't make sense. So the first personal experience that anyone probably has already experienced is a kiss, right? A kiss is personal. However, if you look at it from a mathematical knowledge point of view, it's two people coming together to combine microbiomes and carbon dioxide, which increases the oxytocin levels in your brain so that you can form an intimate connection, right? But that sounds a lot more weird than just saying, I have butterflies, I really like this person, and I kiss them. 
right? So think of it in a romantic setting, okay? There's candles lit, it's all the things, you're feeling the mood, the vibe, like it's a whole thing, right? You're like, ooh, I'm gonna get some tonight because it's just like all the feelings are there. Now let's say your partner looks at you and is like, hey baby, let's come together and put our lips together. Let's mix our microbiomes and carbon monoxide and let's increase our oxytocin levels. Are you ready? Like you would look at that person and be like, what the hell is going on? Like you turned me all the way off. Right? So even though that personal experience is able to be proven by a logical, reasonable, mathematical equation, everybody interprets a personal experience differently. The way I interpret a kiss is a lot different than someone else. And that is what mental health is. Mental health is a personal experience. There's science to back it up, right? So you have the science knowledge, the research, But at the end of the day, it's personal. My traumas are interpreted a lot different than someone else who was to go through the exact same experience I went through. So think about that for it. Also, I am a broken person. So are you. And that is why I am so passionate about this work is because we have to appreciate our brokenness to know that what is making us quote unquote broken is actually going to make us thrive in life, right? So if you had broken legs, you would appreciate a wheelchair. If you had a broken arm, you would appreciate, appreciate your cast. If you had a broken brain, you would appreciate the surgeon that's going to put you together. So we have to be able to appreciate ourselves and provide the forgiveness to ourselves so that we can make ourselves whole again. Why do we have such high expectations? A strong belief that something will happen or be the cause in the future is what an expectation is. Again, going back to the fact that we are future creatures. But those expectations are sometimes unrealistic. We have expectations that will never fail in life, but failing is inevitable. And if you want to succeed, you have to fail. We have these expectations that we're going to one day wake up and be happy 24-7. And like that shit is not normal. So I ask you, I want you to think about this deeply as I go through this. If you found a $100 bill on the floor, would it still be a $100 bill? If you found a $100 bill that was brand spanking new, no crinkles, Fresh out the press, it would be a $100 bill. A beautiful $100 bill. Now, if I take that same crinkled-free $100 bill and I crumble it up in my hands and gave it back to you, you would still be happy because you still have a $100 bill no matter how wrinkly it is. Now, if I take that crumbled up $100 bill, rub it on the floor, dip it in the trash can, put a little gum on it, and then hand it back to you, you would still admire the fact that you have a $100 bill in your hand no matter how disgusting and dirty it is. 
Because no matter whether that $100 bill is clean or dirty with gum all over it, it is still a $100 bill. That value did not go down. And you know that. So why is it that anytime we get dirty, anytime we get a little bit broken or a little bit wrinkled or crumbled, we automatically assume that we lost value. All we need is forgiveness. I would absolutely go out of business if the world just learned how to forgive themselves. But we hold on to this guilt, to this shame that causes depression and anxiety. We are giving ourselves our own mental health by not being able to forgive ourselves for making ourselves dirty or broken. We try to drown our sorrows with alcohol and drugs and sex and shopping and gambling and football and all the things, but we are not fixing the problem. You cannot heal yourself by drowning it out. You have to be able to embrace it. Which leads me to number three. It makes you valuable. Trauma has a purpose. You have a purpose. No one wants a clean clinician, right? So if you want your doctor to have multiple years of experience doing surgeries before he even cuts open your body, if you want a flight attendant or a flight pilot who has thousands and thousands of hours of airtime to fly your plane because of their expertise, it's the same thing with clinicians and mental health. Why would you want to go to a perfect therapist? Why would you want to see a perfect counselor? You don't. And that is why I love my job is because of my walk of life. I know what it's like to be abused. I know what it's like to be a young parent, a single parent. I know what it's like battling every single day with depression and anxiety and stress and not knowing what you want to do. I know firsthand experience what it's like to be suicidal and have suicidal ideations and all the things. I also know what it's like to be bullied and lose hope and feel like you're alone in this world. But I also know what it feels like to feel better and lighter and loved and to actually see myself as a person. I don't teach anything to my clients that I don't use on a daily basis for myself. And that is what makes me relatable is because I can give personal experience on top of the school knowledge because those textbooks bullshit is not going to do anything for you. Which leads me to number four. Your trauma healing works if you work it. But you have to believe. And you have to see it and believe that it can work and know that what you are striving for is going to be your end game. You have to be okay with the unknown. You also have to be okay with letting go. Mm, That is such a good one. Letting go. No one loves to let go, right? You can't forgive the person. Forgiveness is not about the other person. It's about you. You have to let go. 
Only you can heal yourself. I'm not here to fix you. And so many times I hear my clients say, why can I not get better? What are you doing wrong? What are you not teaching me? I am teaching you everything. What you are doing wrong is you are not applying what you need and you're not applying what I am giving you to your daily life. You expect to just keep these things in the back of your mind so that if you need them, you know how to use them. It does not work that way. You have to practice your coping skills before the trigger comes. You have to create the habit before it is needed. That is when you're going to see progress. I am doing everything for you. I am giving you all of the tools you need to turn your darkest days into your brightest blessings. But if you cannot see it and if you cannot believe it, it will not work. We love to make people that we know, know, right? So if I walk up to a friend and I'm like, hey, have you heard about Joe? Oh my gosh, I love Joe. He's amazing. He's done this. He's done this. He's done this. It's absolutely incredible. He is such a gem, right? We all do it. We all hype up our friends when we need to. But why do we not hype up ourselves? Why is it that we can't be like, oh my gosh, yes, I got a girl crush on myself. It's amazing. I'm a badass. All the things. Be your own damn crush. It's simple as that. Love yourself. Date yourself. Be okay with yourself just like you are with your friends and family. So many of us can name favorite foods and favorite colors and favorite places and all the things about our significant other, about our kids, about our parents, about our siblings, about our friends. But yet, can you name all of the positive things about you? Can you name your desires, your pleasure, what you want, what lights you up? So embrace it. Embrace what you have and know that it's going to make you, you. You don't have to change for anyone. But so many of us lock our higher self, our best self in the cabinets and forget that they're there. Others half-ass it. I want it. I want to be the best version of myself, but like, mm, I really don't want to do the work. It's so hard. No, what's hard is not living a life that's authentic. What's hard is not living a life that's happy. What's hard is waking up every single day wanting to take your life. It is not hard to be the best version of yourself. You just have to show up and do the work and do the practice when it's not needed. And then there's a third type of person where you let your higher best self take over and it starts to manifest you and you really embrace it and you become one. That is what we want. The trauma version of you and the best self version of you coming together as one. And that is what I help teach in my programs. So many of us hear the doors knocking, 
but we don't want to open up the door. If your friends knock at your front door and you don't open up, what do they do? They leave. But if your best self is knocking at your door and you don't open up, I believe it's not going to leave you. But I do believe that that knock is going to get quieter. So if you are hearing that knock and if you have the tug on your heart to become the best version of you, don't wait. Open up the damn door. And do what you have to do to thrive.